This is the reality. Hello to you. Welcome indeed to the reality, a half-hour show talking about the real meaning of life as found in the reality of Jesus Christ. Colossians 2.17 says, The things that we face in the world are a shadow. The reality, however, is found in Jesus Christ. I'm Dudley Anderson. Really good to be with you. Just to remind you that The Reality is produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. You can find out more at our website, surereality.net. Listen again to this radio program at the podcast at surereality.net. God's Word is wonderful. In fact, the Bible says, God's Word is a light unto our feet and a lamp unto our paths. That is, His Word guides us, leads us in His way and His purposes for us. It says in the Bible that God knows the plans He has for us, plans for our welfare, for our shalom, our peace, our welfare, and our success, as found in Jesus Christ. So we need to get into the Word of God and get the Word of God into us. If we abide in Jesus and His Word abides in us, then, as it says in the Bible, we can ask anything in the name of Jesus and God the Father will do it for us. On today's The Reality, we're going to be getting into the Word of God. We're going to be examining a scripture that has always made me feel a little uncomfortable. It's the pruning of the branches, as found in John chapter 15. Verse 2 says, Every branch of me that does not bear fruit he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. A fruit tree or a vine is pruned, that it may produce good fruit. Let's allow the Lord to prune us and cut these things away. Pruning is a lifelong thing. Every year the vine has to be pruned. Not just once, but every single year. Come on, God is doing good things in your life. Your life. He's going to produce new fruit in your life that you won't even, your branches will bend under the weight of the fruit. All right, but get your heart right. Because God is going to prune your heart, my heart, as he has done. I encourage you to keep your eyes on Jesus and let the great pruner prune your life. Today's The Reality is entitled Good Produce from Pruned Branches. This message was recorded in front of a live audience. Nothing will separate us from the love of God. Nothing in all of humanity and the universe will separate you from the love of God. He loved you before you loved him. He loves you even if you don't love him. And he demonstrated this love to you. Romans 5, 6 to 8. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. Verse 8. But God shows his love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Whatever God does in your life, church, and this is where we're getting to this morning, whatever the Lord Almighty is doing in your life, it is because of his love. It is founded in his love for you and for me. So when Daddy, when Abba disciplines us, it's for our good. And it is motivated by his intense love. God's got nothing to prove. Don't you agree? (laughs) I've got some things to prove in my life. Sometimes I've got to prove I'm a really good father or grandfather. Sometimes I've got to prove I'm a good preacher. Well, oh, bless you. I wasn't supposed to solicit any response from you. 
Sometimes I try to prove that I'm a good husband. But God's got nothing to prove to us. Why should he have anything to prove to us? He's God. Except that he loves us. And when he disciplines you, when he corrects you, when he rebukes you, when he trains you in his righteousness, as the scripture says, he's doing it because he loves you and he loves me so intensely, so intensely. Listen to Hebrews 12, 6, it says, For the Lord disciplines the ones he loves, and he chastises the son whom he receives. Sometimes that discipline involves the stripping away of old stuff, old veneer from our lives, okay? But only in a way that will please God, and it will only be in a way that will reveal glorious layers within, within you and within me as the Lord strips us of the old nature. So today's word is entitled, Good produce, listen, good produce from pruned branches. Turn with me to John chapter 15. God bless your word, I pray. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch of me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may be even more fruitful. Already you are clean because of the word that, you have, uh, that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither, listen, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, it is he that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, uh, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And these branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you may bear much fruit and so prove yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I love you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Amen. Receive the word of God this morning. Speak it into our hearts, into our minds, I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So the first point I want to bring to us this morning, just shortly, not going to be a long-winded message this morning, just take it to heart, is let's be willing to be pruned, eh? Let's be willing to be cut back a little. In John 15, Jesus is called the vine. God is called the vine dresser. God is the, the, the vineyard owner. He's the one that goes and dresses and cleans and prunes the vine. And it is Jesus who is the vine. Jesus is being pruned, actually. He is the vine. But he points out very plainly that we are the branches of that vine. And when a vine is pruned, it's not the roots that is cut. It's not the stem that is cut. It is the branches that are cut. Any grapevine requires pruning to produce a good, healthy fruit. And I don't know if you know anything, anything about pruning. I've never pruned a grapevine, but I have pruned some roses and some other trees in my, my time. And I know that when you, you look at a tree, a fruit tree or a rose, and you want to prune it, you need to take a look at, at how it's growing, and you can see some branches are sticking out right out there into, into your eye as you walk by. Other branches are just dead. They've grown, and they're only got a little bit of life in them, but half the branch is dead. Others have just sprouted out in so many 
so many smaller buds and, 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 and little uh, smaller branches that none of those branches are going to produce any decent flowers or fruit. So you've got to cut away. You've got to actually reduce. And sometimes we have to be a bit ruthless on these trees. I've got a big tree in the backyard um, that uh, I've been ruthless on on many occasions. Karen always looks at, uh, looks at the tree afterwards and she says, You've killed it! <laughs> cut it away! There's just a little stalk in the middle and a few branches sticking out of one or two leaves. But come the next season, man, it's like a great big monster again. And I've got to start all over. This is what pruning does. It actually stimulates the plant. It causes it to grow better. Cutting away the dead wood. It doesn't have to try and keep the energy flowing to those dead branches to try and get them alive again. You've taken it away. All right, a branch has got multiple smaller branches sticking out of it. Again, the energy of the plant is just fed into that branch to try and keep those little, little branchlets alive. Cut it away so that the tree grows better. This is what God is doing in your life and my life. He's pruning you. He's pruning me that we may produce healthy fruit. And just another little thought came to me as we were singing. When a, a, a vine is pruned, it's not just cut away, but it's actually got, it has um, a lattice in which it's growing. It's got to be trained on that lattice. Some branches have to be bent and twisted and turned into the lattice so that they will grow better and the tree is more contained. Maybe God is twisting, bending you. Maybe not just cutting your branches away, but he's bending you a little that you may fit in with his plan for your life. Let's be willing to be bent. Indeed, let's be willing to be pruned in Jesus' name to produce pleasing new wine. That's what a vine does. It produces wine. All right, if you're a wine lover, then you like a nice sturdy cup of red wine or white wine. For that matter, it may be grape juice or a nice great big healthy grape before it's even fermented. Hey, what a beautiful product that the vine produces. Perhaps he's cutting away that dead wood. Immoral behavior. Let's be sure that we deal with those immoral thoughts. Okay? God's pruning them, cutting them away. Pride. And I'm going to mention that again in just a minute. Self-interest. Self-indulgence. Self-opinion. I'm right. You're wrong. Cut it away. Cut it out in Jesus' name. Hidden agendas. You know, so often we come to church and we've got our own little private agendas, don't we? I know, I've been there. I've had these little agendas. I sit in that chair and I think, mm, this pastor doesn't know what he's talking about. He should do it X, Y, Z. You know, we have our own private agendas. I know, I've been there. Apathy. All right. I just can't be bothered. I can't be bothered to do what God has told me to be, to do. I can't be bothered to go to church on Sunday morning or play the piano. I just can't be bothered. That's apathy. Indifference. Indifference says, oh, somebody else will do it. I don't have to worry. It's not for me. I'll just, I'll just stay at, at home. Everybody goes to church on Sunday. They're not going to miss me. Or they're not going to miss my offering or, or my piano playing. Laziness. Oh, God help us. Slothfulness. God is cutting it away, cutting it out of our lives. And I've been lazy, slothful. You just don't feel like doing things. You just can't be bothered. It's related to indifference and apathy. Lazy is just, you just, uh, you know, I'll do it tomorrow. I'm just lazy. God is cutting these things away from your life and from my life. How about just simply general sin? 
Okay, maybe God is pruning sin out of your life. And you know what that sin is. Maybe it's a bad tongue. Maybe those bad thoughts again. All right. I'm not being negative. I'm just pointing out some of the things that God might be pruning in your life and my life and reshaping you and reshaping me. Let's allow the Lord to prune us and cut these things away. Cut them away. And believe me, life uh, pruning is a lifelong thing. Every year the vine has to be pruned. Not just once, but every single year to produce better fruit. I mentioned pride. Well, here's a little ex- uh, story from my own life, a little example. Um, I've shared it before, but I'd like to use this as an illustration. I was involved in Christian radio in South Africa, as you know, before I came to this country. And um, I broadcast on two radio stations, and I was becoming quite famous. Ooh. People were recognizing me in the street. Ooh. When I phoned people or spoke to people on the phone, they'd say, Oh, I know that voice. I was invited into music forums. Uh, I was invited into a newly formed South African music consortium, much like um, the Gospel Music Association of South Africa. And I sat on their board and I was influencing musicians, influencing influential people. And I thought, Ooh, this is for me. And then the Lord said to me, Move. The Lord got his great big secateurs out and he started cutting. And he said, I'm moving you to England. Why do I want to go there? I said, Lord, send me to the islands. And he did. Wrong islands, Lord. (laughs) No, no, no. Beautiful place. Britain is beautiful. We love being here. The thing was, uh, these things were taking place in my life, and I really thought I had it made. And God got out those secretaries, and he started pruning them away. And long story short, um, the Lord moved Corinne and me, and I had to resign from my two radio stations. I had to put down the baton, and I had to move on. And when we came to England, I wasn't famous anymore. I had no opportunities anymore. And the Lord said to me, I will prune you, and you'll produce fruit. Don't you worry about that. You'll produce better fruit, bigger fruit, more wholesome fruit. But at that time, that 12 months we were living in this country, I had no job, no income. Uh, We ran out of every last penny of our life savings and uh, no radio opportunity, let alone music or preaching, nothing. And then a little opportunity opened up in a, a little radio station in West Bromwich in a ministry called Christian Vision. Ultimately, I got the job opportunity. And here's the thing. I was broadcasting from Christian Vision here in West Bromwich. Back to Africa. But the sense that I had was completely contrary to what I had in South Africa. And God had done the job. Now the thing that I, I experienced through that little experience, that little testimony is, I was producing fruit. My little vine was, was producing fruit. I had a few grape vine, uh, grapes, bunches of grapes hanging off the vine. And out came the Lord with these pruning shears at the end of the season. He cut it all away. The next year, those branches in me started growing. My radio ministry started growing out again. And it produced huge bunches of grapes. Massive fruit. Come on. God is doing good things in your life. Your life. If he's cutting you back, Ralph, he's going to produce new things, Ryan. Graham, he's going to produce new fruit in your life that you won't even, your branches will bend under the weight of the fruit. All right? But get your heart right. Because God is going to prune your heart and my heart as he has done. I encourage you to keep your eyes on Jesus and let the great pruner prune your life. Pruning can be painful, but it's good. 
Abba, Father, is pruning us because he loves us and he wants to produce new, good, pleasing fruit, pleasing new wine. You're listening to The Reality, produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. We depend on the generous gifts of our listener to produce this program. You can help reach millions of folks with the sure reality of the message of Jesus by becoming a Sure Reality Vision Partner. To partner with us, please visit the website, surereality.net, and click on Become a Vision Partner. If you've just joined us, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Dudley Anderson, and you are listening to the half-hour talk show, The Reality. Today, talking about good produce from pruned branches. Listen to the word of Jesus Christ. John chapter 15, reading from verse 1. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch of me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may produce more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you may bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I love you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept the Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. And finishing on verse 11. So far in our chat today, we've seen how pruning a vine or a rose tree or a fruit tree can be harsh for the plant, but it causes it to produce more growth and more fruit in the next season. When a vine is pruned, the dead wood is cut away first. Dead wood in our lives can be old empty dreams or past relationships that have grown old and grown cold and futile, and God will cut them away if we allow him to. Secondly, when pruning a vine, large empty or deformed branches are cut away to make space for new growth, and the new growth is then bent to fit into the trellis in which the vine is growing. When God cuts away the deformed branches of our lives, He cuts out all the immoral and sinful behavior, as well as the prideful, apathetic, and slothful areas of our lives that mar the production of good fruit. And when God prunes us, He reshapes our existing branches to fit His plans and His purposes for our lives. He reshapes and reforms our existing branches to fit in with His plans and purposes for our lives. A key verse here in our discussion today is John chapter 15 and verse 8. By this my Father is glorified, that you may bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. We are proving ourselves to be whose disciples? Dudley's disciples? Ralph's disciples? Come on, Emesha's disciples? No, we're proving ourselves to be Jesus' disciples. 
by the pruning that is taking place in our lives. He's cutting away the Emesha. He's cutting away the Ralph. He's cutting away the Dudley so that the Jesus will shine out through you and through me. Yes, come on. That God will be glorified, producing this pleasing new wine, this new fruit to the glory of God. If you desire to be productive, be willing to be pruned in your life. Be willing to bend without being resilient in the hands of the master. Don't bounce back when God bends you out of shape. Stick with it. Stay in the shape that he's planned for you and for me. Get down on your knees. Seek the Lord for change, for newness, for his provision, for his blessing, for his way forward. Seek him for that pruning. Rest in his love. Do it in prayer. Let's open our hearts to that. Hold on to that. Can I say that? Encourage you and me. It's not just a sermon to you. It's a sermon to me. Let's be willing to be pruned by God. Let's let him do what he chooses to do in our lives. And I'm going to say to you boldly, because I speak to myself, let's get rid of our opinions. Let's get rid of our self-indulgence. Let's get rid of our pride. Let's get rid of our self-pity. Did you know self-pity is pride? Anything that starts with self Self-indulgence, self-confidence, self-esteem, self-pity is rooted in ego. And that's pride. I'm going to be God-confidence. I want God-esteem. I want God's God to be proud of me. I don't want to be self-indulgent. God is stripping it away. God is doing it in your life, I believe, and in my life. Let's be willing to allow him to do this. Okay, let's keep our hearts right and soft before God. Check your heart. Check the motive of your heart. If you're in conflict, check the motive. Ask your question, the question, why? Why am I saying what I am saying? Why do I have the opinion that I have? Is it coming out of selfish ambition? Or is it coming out of God's, God's word and the principles of Scripture, the precedent of Scripture? Check the heart. May we have grace, truth, purity, and humility. And if you are wrong... Know this, God will vindicate the truth. And if you are not walking in the truth, you're going to get clobbered. I've been there. Let's walk in the truth. Because if you're walking in the truth and you're in conflict, God will vindicate the truth and you will vindicate, be vindicated. Let's remain in the truth, the true heart, church, true grace and true motive before God. I'm going to stop there. Let's pray together. Stand with me, if you will. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord, for your word. Come, Lord, and do it in our lives. Do it in our lives, Lord. Do it in the heart of every man and woman in this room, Lord. Prune us. Prune the children. Prune us, Jesus. Can I ask you to just have this picture in my mind? Can you put both hands up, if you're comfortable with it? Just put both hands up like you're a tree. <laughs> okay. Sometimes there's, a, a, there's power in symbolism. Like you're a tree, those are your branches, and call on the Lord to prune you. Come on, make that a prayer before God right now. You and Jesus, prune me. Cut away the dead word. Take away the old varnish. Strip me, Lord. Prune me that I may produce good fruit, new fruit. I may be productive in the kingdom of God. In my life, in my family my career. I may be productive. Keep my heart right in Jesus' name. Cut away the deadwood. Amen. If you're tired, you can put your hands down. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. This 
By this my Father is glorified that you may bear much fruit and so prove yourself to be my disciple. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come and fill us with your Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and who is and who is to come. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord in Jesus' name. Praise God in my spirit, in my mind's eye. I saw you all as trees a minute ago. Now I see you all as laden with fruit. I see you laden with fruit right now in in, in my mind's eye. Hold on to that. Keep your heart true, pure, humble. Be willing to be pruned by God's loving secretaries. Do what you choose to do in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 For the last half hour or so, we've been talking about God pruning our lives. Jesus said, He is the vine and we are the branches. In other words, we come out of Jesus. We're engrafted into Christ Jesus. And that, of course, through the death and resurrection of Jesus. Do you know him as Lord and Savior? Are you grafted into that vine? That's the first thing we need to consider. In order to be pruned by God, we need to be part of that vine. And maybe you've been listening up today and thinking, "Mm, that's all very theoretical and that's all very interesting, but I don't really have this relationship with God. Well, I encourage you today to turn your heart over to Christ to seek God. Perhaps you've never prayed before, and a simple prayer that I encourage you to pray is this. Dear God, if you are real, show yourself to me. Dear God, if what this man says on the radio is right and true, then reveal it to me personally. If you pray that, I know God will indeed show himself to you, because God loves that challenge. He loves to show you his love and his grace and his mercy. Then open up your heart and receive the word of God. The Bible says faith comes by hearing the word of God. And if you want faith in your life to believe in Christ, then I encourage you to get into the Word of God, the Bible, and get the Word of God into you. In fact, Jesus was saying in this whole discourse of the vine that if we remain in Him and His words remain in us, then we will produce good fruit in our lives. And we remain in Him by receiving Him as Lord and Savior of our lives, giving ourselves over to Him that we are found in Christ Jesus. And He remains in us by the reading of His Word and by the fellowship of His Holy Spirit in our lives. So I encourage you today to get into the Word of God and the Word of God into you. And Jesus also said in the same discourse that if we remain in Him, He remains in us, then we can ask anything in His name and God the Father will do it for us. Why? Because Jesus had confidence that if his word remains in us, we will be praying according to his word. You see, the word of God is the will of God. And if we want to pray according to the will of God, then we need to pray according to the word of God. Remaining in Christ and his word remaining in us, we will pray according to the will of God. And therefore, we will receive that for which we pray. For God is faithful and he will do it. If you have some questions about what we've been discussing today, send me an email, dudley at surereality.net. The Reality is supported by its listeners. If you would like to partner with us and help us produce these radio programs to impact people around the world online and on air, consider becoming a vision partner of Sure Reality. The Reality is produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported ministry. Find out more at the website surereality.net. From me, Dudley Addison, to you, as always, keep your eyes on Jesus and walk in the sure reality of Christ. <laughs>